Okay, so today what I'm going to be doing is we're continuing on with our Untamed Heartbeats um, series and I'm going to be talking on about Live Creative. So if you haven't been here before, part of um, what we call our Heartbeats for Church Untamed or our Values, um, we've got six. We want to see people live connected, connected to God and community and to, um, to church and to one another because our God is a God of connection. We want to see people live free because who knows the sun... It sets free indeed. You know, there's freedom in God. We want to see people living a life of freedom. We want to see people living generous because our God is a generous God. And we want to see people living generous. We want to see people living brave. Failure is not fatal. You know, when you fall over and something goes wrong, you know what? It's not the end of the world. We want to see people stepping out into things that God has called them to. We want to see people live authentic. You know, living in... Working, walking out who it is that God has created them to be, the identity that he has given them. And we want to see people live creative, which is what I'm going to talk about today. And you know, creativity is one of those things that can be really polarising for people. You know, oh God, I want you to live creative. I'm not an artist. I can't paint. I can't draw. You know, we tend to limit creativity and, um, and just condense it down to, you know, I'm not musical. I can't do that. I can't. That's not me. I'm like numbers and logical and not artsy-fartsy. You know, God doesn't limit creativity. It's not limited to the arts. It's way more than that. I mean, we've got a bunch of amazing small children here, right? And some older ones. And it's just so awesome to see them in, um, to see them in church and to engaging with one another and engaging with God. You know what? When you look at kids, I mean, have you ever seen how amazing it is that the different ways that small children can come up with creative ways to get, like, dinkies up noses. They can get themselves, they can get up onto shelves that there's no way they should be able to reach. They can climb into spaces that there's absolutely no way you can fit. Like, they, you know, they manage to do this creatively when it should be completely impossible. Sometimes there's hilarious results, I must admit. Some of the stuff that I'm like, sometimes with my kids, I'm like, how did you get up there? I remember walking into our house in, in the hallway um, of our old house in Invercargill, and it had this massive big linen cupboard, and Charlie would be quite little, and I opened the cupboard to see her on the top shelf, lying there. Hi, Mum. I'm like, what are you doing there? Just hanging out. Okay, cool. Do you want me to shut the door? Or like, oh, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> you know, they managed to get themselves into spaces that... How they managed to get there, we don't know. Like, it's just crazy. Um, but if you, t- or if you take a couple of minutes to have a chat with kids about what they want to be when they grow up, they're going to come up with the most amazing answers. Now, as adults, our logical mind says, you know, it's going to be impossible to be, a croc- to be a crocodile when you grow up. But to that child, that is fully their reality. They are going to be a crocodile when they grow up. You know, they fully believe that they can be. Their imagination isn't limited by logic and the words, that's not possible. You know, they allow their imagination to create all sorts of possibilities. And I believe that's what God wants for us to do. You know, I believe that God wants us to walk in childlike faith. Now, there's a difference between childlike and childish. Okay, childish is like, you know, stomping your feet, having a tantrum, not being mature. Childlike is trusting and having faith with no doubt, beyond all doubt. None of that is a possibility. You know, I can be a crocodile when I grow up. It's childlike faith. God will heal my family. 
It's childlike faith. You know, each of us are born creative. Okay, God created us that way, whether we believe it or not. But so often as life passes, we allow ourselves to be boxed into definitions of who we are that limit that creativity and the possibility that comes with it. Okay, we allow life to get in the way of the gift of creativity that God has given us. You know, a creative life is more than just an on-point Instagram account filled with stunning hipster images of your deconstructed coffee. It's way more than that, you know. I mean, those things are really cool. I like it. I'm a bit of a visual person. I like that kind of stuff. That's, but that's what the world defines as creative. There is so much more to it than that. Creativity is finding what you love and doing it well, using your gifts and talents and what brings you joy to express the uniqueness of God. You know, you could be a chef or a foodie, and you know, that could look like creating an amazing new dish combining unexpected textures and flavours in the kitchen that are just going to be so amazing that the dish, like everyone, is just going to absolutely love it. You know, or it could be if you're a teacher coming up with exciting ways to make maths interesting and make sense of it to school kids. It could be developing a marketing strategy for your business that changes the way you operate or coming up with different ways to keep bored toddlers entertained on wet, rainy days when they've been cooped up inside for hours. Now, creativity and its expression is not limited to the arts. Now, I've got to have a wee bit of a disclaimer. I am an artist. I, like, I, love, I love the arts. My background is photography. And... Um, you know, I love all things creative, but I've had to come to a place where I've understood that it's not just limited to the arts, because each and every one of us have a creativity locked inside us that God has placed within us. It's part of our DNA. It's part of the, the identity that God has given us, okay? And, um, and it looks different for everyone, and that's awesome because our God's a creative God, and if it looked the same for everyone, how boring would that be? You know, like if it's nothing creative, if we're all cookie-cutter coffees of the same thing. Okay, our God is a creative God, and we are created in his image. Genesis 1 says, first this, God created the heavens and the earth. All you see, all you don't see, earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke, light, and light appeared. God saw that light was good and separated light from dark. God named the light day. He named the dark night. It was evening. It was morning. Day one. God spoke light and light appeared. God spoke into nothing and he created. In the beginning, God created everything. All that we see, all that we can't is formed by him. He took what was formless and moulded it, shaped it into something that was beautiful and full of life. And he did this just with his words. No hocus pocus, no following the family recipe, no you know, um, building or digging, no trial and error, but just his words. Now that same spirit that created the light and the darkness, that spoke life into dirt-shaped moulds, that created us, lives in you and I. As new creations in Christ, that same spirit, yep, that one that has the creative power that created the universe lives in you and me. That means that when we speak, our words have creative power. We create either life or death in a situation. We create with our words, our environment, our feelings, our experiences. I'm a size eight. 
I'm a size 8. I'm speaking it into being. It's going to happen. I'm a size 8. It's that whole, it's that whole pantene philosophy. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. Just keep declaring it. I'm a size 8. <laughs> Just keep telling myself. You know, we are prophetic in the way that we speak things into being and so they are. Okay, so I mentioned before that my background is in photography. It's all I ever wanted to do when I was younger. Yeah, I wanted to use photography to shine God's light. I trained in the dark ages um, when everyone used film. And, um, you know, you could spend a week in the dark room perfecting a single image. You know, there's, for me, like, I can't even explain what it's like. And it was so hard for people to comprehend in those, like, days of instant selfie, look, there's my photo, post it, you know, like, 30 seconds and you're edited and up. You know, like, that week we used to sit there and we'd, like, craft this part. Okay, right, we've got that, right, that part of the... The, the photo right now, I'm going to fix this bit, and you're dodging and burning and like making things darker and lighter and like dyeing things and all kinds of it was amazing, loved it. You know, um, so I used to spend ages like could, it, could literally be a week um, creating an image. When I create an image, it wasn't just a matter of picking up the camera, point and shoot, and then tweak it in Photoshop, which is what we're used to now, or even on your phone. Like there's these amazing editing programs you can just do. Many creative ideas were born with a pen and paper first notes, sketches, ideas, plans, random things that I've seen that have sparked an idea. Now, when God created each of us, I don't think He said, let there be, insert name here, and then suddenly we were. Now, I don't, I don't think that's how it worked. I believe he thought about each and every one of us. He planned us, what we'd be like, our personalities, our quirks, our passions, who our family would be, where and when we would be born. You know, each of those details were lovingly thought about. Okay, when I was pregnant with each of my miracle babes, um, before I even held them in my arms, I loved them. My thoughts were towards them. I dreamt about what they would be like, who they would grow into, what they would look like. Would they be cheeky like their dad? You know, who had God created them to be? I mean, he was, I believe that God was like that with each and every one of us. You know, but instead of wondering, he was meticulously piecing the answers together as he designed us. You know, that's right, he designed us. You're not an accident. You know, it wasn't just like, you know, it was a big bang in space and suddenly there we were. You know, it didn't happen that way. God designed us. He was intentional about us. You know, there was a plan. You were thought about. You were created. You were created on purpose for a purpose. Now, each of us has ideas, dreams, and passions that when God breathes on them, become extraordinary. Often we can look at our dreams and say, that's too big for me. I can't. There are far better people who can do that. And by speaking out our doubts and our fears, we squash our dreams before they even have a chance. God didn't give you those dreams in order for you to discount them. If they're bigger than you and seemingly out of reach, then good. That means they're God dreams, and that means that you have to rely on Him rather than yourself to see them happen. Now, God-given creativity is in each of us. It's all a matter of perspective. There's a saying that when you focus, what you focus on becomes bigger in your life. Now, if you focus on poor health, you know, I have to stop myself from saying, oh, my body's packing it in. I have a few health issues from time to time. People are like, how's it going? Like, oh, my body's packing it in. I can't walk. I feel like an old lady. Like, but I have to stop myself from saying that because otherwise all I'm doing is speaking life into that. I'm speaking while oh, my body's packing it in. I'm causing that to happen. Then what I should be speaking out is, oh, I'm really good. I'm really healthy. You know, God is good. You know, I should be speaking that out so that that is my experience, that good health is my experience. You know, 
and I have to learn because I'm one of those kind of like I'll joke around and I'll be like I'd much rather rather than be serious I'll just be self-depreciating and just like oh you know packing it in and, and stuff but I need to learn that even as a joke still speaking it out okay in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth you know, to live creative is to speak life into those dreams and ideas that God has given us. Speak into what is yet to be. One of my favorite passages in the Bible is Ezekiel 37, 1 to 14. Have you guys all heard it? It's the passage about the valley of the dry bones. I love this. I love, um, it's just an incredible prophetic picture of what it means to speak life. Okay, so. The hand of the Lord was on me. He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you, and cover your skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, son. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe from the four winds. Breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breathe into them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Now we may see bones. God sees an army. Now what we see before us is not necessarily what will be. You're not defined by your past, by your circumstances. Okay, that is not where we're looking. We're looking towards the future, towards the promises that God has. We can look at a situation and believe that there's no hope. Just a pile of bones. But God, he sees past the bones, past the dust, past the death, and he sees life. He sees the cancer, the cancer patient healed and healthy. He sees broken relationships restored. He sees reconciliation come to families. He sees that difficult person softening. He sees a nation one and his name lifted up. He sees life. He sees hope. He sees victory. You see bones, but he sees an army. You can create life in your situation by prophesying into the promises that God has given you. That same creative power that rose Christ from the grave lives in us. You can create with your words and with your actions. You know, you can make creative, prophetic declarations with your words and with your actions. You can lay a, take a stand and go, no more. What has been in the past is the past, but I declare the goodness of God. I declare the promises of God. And when you speak that out, the same creative power that created the world, that created the universe, that hung the stars in the sky, is in you, because Christ is within you. Okay, and you can speak that out. And just be amazed at what God will do. We may not be able to do things, but you know what? God can. God can. God is our strength when we are weak. 
You know, when we're insufficient, and we are insufficient, God is our sufficiency. God is our supply. I just want to encourage you. You may never have thought of yourself as being creative, but you were created by the Almighty Creator. You were created to be brilliant, to shine God's light, and to show His extraordinary love to those around us. You were created to live outside of the box and step into all the dreams and purposes God has given you. You were created with talents and skills and passions to uniquely express the love of God, to express the hope that has found in Him. You know, you were created to be creative, whatever that uniquely looks like. What that looks like for me is going to be different to what that looks like for Sam, to what it looks like for Susie, to what it looks like for Chantal. It's going to be different because God created us differently. And one creative expression is not more important than the other. There's no like, oh, this is way cooler. Sometimes we go, oh, like, photography's way cooler than painting. And painting's way cooler than sculpting. You know, like, we kind of, we like to have an order and itemise thing and, like, have, this is the most important one, this is what we should aspire to. But that's not how it is. We should be aspiring to use the gifts and talents that God has given us, whatever they look like, however we use them. We should be looking to use them to the best of our ability. Because when we do that, when we step out into what God has for us and what he's given us, he breathes on that. And he can do so much more with it than we can do in our our own strength. And that's amazing. I I just love that about God, that we may be insufficient, but he is not. You know, we can do so much. But with him, when we partner with him, he can do so, so much more. Um, just got this wee quote that I just love. Um, it's by a lady named Marianne Williamson, and it's often attributed to uh, I think it's Martin Luther is who's attributed to this, but she actually wrote it. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just some of us. It is everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I love that. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Now, I think of some of the dreams and stuff that God has given me, and sometimes I'm like, I, don't, I can't do that. If they're for someone else, it'd be really cool, be like really excited for them, but I'm like, oh God, that's scary. I don't want to do that. Are you sure? I don't think I can do that. You know what? Our God is a big God. And we can't do things in our own strength. But when we partner with Him and use the creative expression that He has given us, we can do anything. And it's exciting. I believe that Cromwell can be changed. I believe that we can see, you know, our school, the kids here come to know God and have a real relationship with Him. Not just a, a lip service one, or I'm a Christian, I go to church on Sunday, but a real life-changing, walking with God daily relationship where they know that with Him they can change the world. 
that they know that they can see their nation change, that they know that they can pray for the, the sick and that they'll be healed, where they know that they can speak life into a situation and see hope restored. I really believe, you know, that when we step into what it is that God has for us and go, okay, I'm just going to forget about my fears and my insecurities and I'm just going to do what I can with what you've given me to the best of my ability, God will breathe on that and we'll see incredible change. So, yeah. Father, I just want to thank you for each and every, um, each and every one here. I thank you, Lord, that you have created us uniquely, that you have created us with different, um, different gifts and different um, talents, Lord, that you have created us with a purpose. And Lord, I thank you that, um, that when we step into, into that and we partner with you, when we speak life into hopeless situations, I thank you, Lord, that you breathe upon that and we see miracles happen. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that each and every one of us are creative, however we define that, that you are a creative God and you designed us to live a creative life that brings joy, that, that shares your name. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, amen. We're going to go into worship, but if anybody wants prayer, if you're going, you know, I want to, I had this expression of how um, how God loved me. I had this expression of how I used to, you know, use my talents and stuff for him. But I've put that aside. It wasn't in the box of what I thought it was or how it should be. I let fear get on the way. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to partner with you and see you released from that. Um, we're going to go into worship, but, um, yeah, as you said, if you're wanting prayer... We're available.